The Chicago White Sox are at 500 and only three games back in the AL Central as we enter the All-Star break. The Sox pounded on the Minnesota Twins on Sunday and took three of four from their division rival. Dylan Sees was one of the best pitchers in the American League, but apparently still not worthy to make the trip to Hollywood. Andrew Vaughn continued to impress, and he got a lot of help all weekend long. You are locked on White Sox, your daily Chicago White Sox podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Sox fans, welcome to Lockdown White Sox. Thank you for making Lockdown White Sox your first listen. Each and every day, we're free and available on all platforms. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Lockdown Sox. Also, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Just search Lockdown White Sox. Today's episode is brought to you by Blue Nile. Make your moments sparkle with jewelry from BlueNile.com. And going on now is the Blue Nile Anniversary Sale. Save up to 40% off on classic fine jewelry pieces and 25% on engagement ring settings. Shop stress-free and find your forever piece. Go to BlueNile.com today. Hey, I'm your host, Nick Murawski, a lifelong diehard Chicago White Sox fan recording this podcast just blocks from the ballpark in beautiful Bridgeport. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Nick underscore GGTB. Really appreciate you letting me steal some of your time to talk White Sox. Lockdown White Sox is part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Uh, how great was Dylan Cease? Uh, he has been outstanding uh, over the last few weeks. Uh, wait until you hear some of his numbers Sox exploded for 32 runs in the four-game series uh, with the Twins and head into the All-Star break on a positive note. Uh, I am uh, very happy to be joined by my co-host from the weekly Chicago White Sox podcast, Good Guys Talk Back, uh, a dear friend of mine, uh, an awesome resource to talk White Sox with, Mr. Pat uh, Hester. Hello, sir. Nick, it's uh, it's great to join you today. What a way to end the unofficial first half of the baseball season. We're we're back to where we started at uh, at five hundred, and now it's time to you know really kick it in gear. We've got some uh, some things to build on. Thirty two runs over the four games in Minnesota, a five and three record on the entire road trip. You know a lot of positives right now, Nick. If we could just get as we've talked about. Uh, the entire lineup playing at the the same time for a consistent period, we could have something in our hands, and it's it's exciting and it's a good spot to be in. So I I agree with all of that. I mean, forty six and forty six, three games back. Um, when the Sox lost the first two of this very important week that was uh, eight games and seven days, they lost the first two games to uh, Cleveland Guardians. I, I just wouldn't have expected three out of four in Minnesota. Um, you know, I had mentioned uh, on, a, on a good guys talk back podcast when you and I were talking about what uh, this team needed to do in that eight game stretch. I had mentioned maybe five and three would, would be good. And here we go. The Sox went five and three in that stretch. Are you 
Are, are you all the way back uh, on this team, or did you need a sweep of the Twins? No, I they've they've well, I'm always on the roller coaster, Nick. I mean, I think <laughs> I've thrown up a couple times in my saddlebags. It's been a it's been a wild ride so far uh, through the first half, but. You know, looking at where they're at, a lot of other teams in other divisions would be completely buried right now. Let's let's be honest with ourselves. Uh, they'd have no shot if we were in the East. You know, we'd have very little to no shot of winning that division. And, you know, we're just fortunate to be in the division we are. Now it's time to really prove the uh, the talented ball club we are. And I, I, I'm I'm back. You know, three games out is is not insurmountable, even though we're still trying to leapfrog two teams. It's, you know, we're in the catbird seat, as Hawk used to say, Nick, and and now it's time to strike while the iron's hot, while you've got some momentum. Great opportunity to get some guys some rest and heal up some of those wounds that we've uh, experienced over the first half and, you know, really make a push here. And and this is uh, this is what it's all about. Now you got you got meaningful baseball pretty much from now until the end of the year for the most part. Yeah, the Sox uh, will see uh, Cleveland uh right after the break uh, we've got more games uh, throughout the AL Central i mean here i mean we're just mid july uh it, but it feels like this uh, week that was you know eight games uh, in 7 days and they were intense games uh, we had to have a lot of them a lot of them were were must win i mean you had to get out of cleveland splitting that series and uh playing in minnesota has always been difficult and to start the series uh, beating them 12 to two and then ending uh, pounding them 11 to nothing, only allowing one hit. We, we allowed one a hit. Uh, it, it, it's emotional toll. You know, normally yeah. I would say when they're on this high here, uh, keep, keep it rolling, man. Mm-hmm. It's too bad that there's a break right now, but it's kind of nice to have this break, I guess. And I, especially with what's going on with Luis Robert. Um, when you hear that he's got a doctor's visit and we don't know what is going on. I don't think anybody knows. We Mm -hmm. just know, uh, hearing reports that, you know, he's going to see a specialist, uh, here on Monday, rather than just do some standard tests. Uh, that has me, that has me worried. Uh, I would say it worries all Sox fans. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, I'd like to think that it's, Hopefully something that can be corrected and figured out. You know, the first thing that comes to my mind is, is it a vertigo situation? Is it an inner ear infection? Because anything that's going inside, uh, inside your ears like that can be, you know, it, it can throw off a, a lot of things and give you some, a lot of discomfort, not just some. And we think back to recently, Nick, and we've talked about it a little bit, you know, just in, in conversations about, you know, some odd routes that he's taken to the ball, some some things that have been hit to him that normally would be no issue. It just doesn't seem like he's been able to pick up the ball right. So maybe it's it's something going on up there. Hopefully it's it's nothing all that serious. And, uh, and, and this break comes at a good time for him because, you know, he was starting to really, really mash and it didn't seem to affect him too much at the plate. It was more or less, you know, in the field to me anyway. Yeah, there there have been some odd stuff going on in center field over the last week or so. Uh, some baseballs that maybe should have been caught. It looked like he's a bit in a in a fog out there at times. So, mm-hmm. very curious to see what's going on. Hopefully, it's not too serious. Um, Sacks, uh, you know, they won on Friday after they after they pounded the Twins twelve to two. They they won on Friday six to two, and that was the game that Robert. Um, was removed from lost uh, the the Lance Lynn game on Saturday, and of course 
uh, ended the series with 11 to nothing. You would think that, you know, uh, winning will create some positive vibes in the clubhouse. Uh, they leave and, and disperse for the all-star break, uh, you know, probably feeling really good about themselves. There was a report that came out, uh, I believe on Friday, that White Sox closer Liam Hendricks uh, kind of hinted, and I believe it was on the Waddle and Sylvie show, that uh, possibly Dallas Keuchel is, was the one leaking all of these rumors about clubhouse issues. What do you make of that? I, I'm not shocked. I mean, as soon as Dallas Keuchel joined the club, he seemed to have a, a he had an attitude about him. But we kind of liked it. It was like, hey, this is this is a uh, team that had a culture of losing. I come come from a culture of winning. I want to bring that to this club, and it was it, he inserted himself right away as a as a leader. But you know, he also would do things out on the field where it seemed like he was visibly upset with players behind him. You know, we don't obviously have the greatest defense in the world, Nick. That that's not breaking news. Hmm. But there were there were several times when he would give the business to players like right there on the field. If, if, uh, if there was a bad play made behind him. So, you know, <clears throat> it doesn't surprise me. He just seemed like kind of a, um, you know, red rear ended type of guy. And that's fine. That'll play when your skills are good. Like he was in 2020 when, you know, he had a very, I can't remember what his ERA was off the top of my head, but you felt very comfortable with mm-hmm. Dallas Keuchel starting. It just was, it was rare vintage form Dallas Keuchel just, Getting it, you know, pitching to contact, getting guys out, and you know, being able to go long into games, and then as his his talent started to erode, uh, you know that that kind of stuff doesn't play anymore when you're when you're not performing on the field, and he can seemingly be like somewhat of a cancer in the clubhouse. So, uh, and and from what I understand, or you and I were talking, I think off air at one point, Nick, and and you had mentioned something about Jerry not being a, his biggest fan either. So. You know, it's kind of come full circle. It doesn't surprise me. And, and maybe he left with some really bad feelings about the ball club. And, and why not leak a couple of things if you don't like, you know, no skin off uh, his back if, if you, uh, you know, burn that bridge because he's not coming back here anyway. So, yeah, yeah. You know, not surprising. And he's really not lighting the world on fire in Arizona uh, no. either. Uh, just no. gr- disgruntled all the way around. So who knows if it's true, but very interesting that Liam Hendricks uh, uh, brought that up and uh, stay tuned on that. I'm curious to see if anybody else kind of speak up and uh, kind of back up what Hendricks had said. Um, Sacks were without, of course, Luis Robert uh, once again, all of Saturday, all of Sunday, but that did not stop the offense in the series finale. Uh, more on that uh, in a moment. At BlueNile.com, you can celebrate all of life's special moments from creating the custom engagement ring of her dreams to gifting a classic and timeless jewelry piece, all at prices you won't find at a traditional jeweler. Uh, whether you're ready to pop the question or you're celebrating a milestone moment, find jewelry as unique as her with the modern convenience of online shopping at BlueNile.com. Blue Nile has simple online tools that will let you choose the diamond shape, size, and clarity, as well as the setting style. Blue Nile's bench jewelers will then handcraft your perfect engagement ring. Each ring is one of a kind. Make your moment sparkle with jewelry from BlueNile.com. And Locked On Sports listeners get $50 off purchases of $500 or more. This podcast exclusive includes engagement. 
Use code LOCKDOWN. That's code LOCKDOWN. Plus, every order is insured, ships free, and arrives in discreet packaging that won't give away what's inside. Shop stress-free and find your forever peace. Go to BlueNile.com today. Which NFL stars move the betting line the most? Starting July 18th, Locked On gives you the 50 most valuable players in the NFL from the odds makers at Bet Online. Available July 18th on Lockdown NFL, wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. So the Sox uh, wrapped up the series, just spanking the Twins 11 to nothing, piled it on. Final line, 11 runs, 16 hits, uh, four walks. They struck out 10 times, seven extra base hits. And this is without Luis Robert, Vaughn. Three for four uh, with a triple short of the cycle. And and here's a fun stat here, Pat. Uh, Andrew Vaughn is the first White Sox player with multiple RBIs in each game of a four-game series since Frank Thomas back in 1997. The stuff that Andrew Vaughn is doing in his second year is, uh, is pretty amazing. Yeah, no doubt about it, Nick. And he's he's fun to watch. He just looks, you know, locked in in terms of when he's in the batter's box. He's got a great plan. He's got a great approach. He, I just love watching his balance. I mean, I, I'm not I'm no uh, hitting doctor by any means, but he just looks <laughs> like he just looks like he's has the ability to hit just about any pitch. Uh, and to think about him doing it when with this t- these tired legs they keep talking about it means he's got something going on in his lower half there's a strain there's a pull there's something that he's been playing through i think that's why he hasn't hit even more home runs because he even talked about it uh on the post game show today i believe uh with uh, len casper and he said you know i'm not really a home run hitter i'm more of a line drives hitter that sometimes hits the ball of the ballpark and I think, you know, he's going to continue to hit line drives and more will go out as his legs hopefully get healthier and healthier um, uh, during this break. I I know it's not going to do a ton for him, but, you know, if he's got some strong legs, man, he's going to hit a lot of home runs. Yeah. uh, Going back to to the to the guy he's compared to in this, uh, the stat, Frank Thomas. I mean, Frank Thomas was a line drives guy Mm -hmm. uh, for a little while when he first came up. And then he started, I mean, then, then the ball started elevating and then yep. he became a halfway up the bleachers uh, type of guy. And I mean, what we've seen from Andrew Vaughn uh, is, is pretty consistent this year, uh, aside from, you know, some issues when he has been dinged up and he's had some, some health stuff, he dipped down a little bit and that happens. There'll be lulls. Um, but I'm just so impressed with the, his ability to kind of figure out big league pitching, what they were trying to do to him and how he has readjust this season. And he's done it in clutch situations. I mean, he came up big for the Sox today. Uh, Tim Anderson got things started uh, in the fifth and, and, you know, Andrew Vaughn continued it. Uh, they got help from every starter except for Gavin Sheets. Uh, who was did not have a hit. Um, Mankata as well, Pat, uh, with a double and a home run. Uh, getting Mankata going right. I mean, th- th- we've used this term before in other seasons. It, it would be like getting um, almost a guy at the deadline, right? Mm-hmm. If, if we got Mankata back to form, 
Um, I, I'm thinking that uh, I, I don't know if he's going to return from a couple years ago from when he had, you know, just a crazy year, but um, he looked, he's looked good recently and I don't know what's happening with Robert. Nobody knows, but boy, if, he's a difference maker. Oh, I mean, Kata really is. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt about it because you see the skill at third base, right? You see the, the instinct take over. He's very smooth. Obviously he's our best option in terms of, uh, of, of a third baseman and, and playing the position. So his value is seen you know, not just offensively, but defensively. And then when you see him do things like he did today and he shows off the power, I mean, the home run he hit was was a mammoth shot home run to center field into their, you know, halfway up the batter's eye, if you will. Uh, so he's he can be, a, you know, a variable that a lot of Sox fans have kind of counted out. I mean, and maybe rightfully so. He hasn't really produced and, and like we had hoped, but if he can, if he can re- return back to that 2019 form that we saw and also provide the power because we've been, you know, starved for left-handed power for so long, he can provide that left-handed power bat that we've so coveted. I don't know how many home runs he'll end up with, Nick, but if he continues to swing the bat like he is now, he's going to hit a lot during the second half. I don't think it'll be a lot, you know, in terms of maybe his potential for a full year that we've been talked about, maybe the 20 to 25 home run type of guy, but I see some stuff happening in bunches for him in the, in the second half. Again, everything always hinges on the health, Nick. And, mm. and we know that things as the, as the Sox world turns, right? Every other yeah. day, it's somebody with something going on, but let's cross our fingers and, and, and hope that we get the best version of Yohan Mankata that there is out there. Speaking of health, uh, a guy that you and I have talked about over the years, if he could just stay healthy, he would be um, a great option in the outfield. Almost every day is Adam Engel. And, and, you know, he again has had issues this season, not as many uh, perhaps as in previous years, but he's gotten some recent consistent playing time with, you know, Aloy not playing, uh, you know, and Pollock kind of getting some time off here and there. Uh, Adam Engel had a huge game on Friday after Luis Robert was scratched. Uh, Engel had a huge home run, and boy, he was three for five in this Sunday game, and really, you know, made an outstanding catch in center. We, his defense has never been questioned. You mm-hmm. know, it's been the offense. Can he consistently get it going? And uh, I don't know, again, who, what's, who's to say what's going to happen with Aloy or Robert, but what a great option to have, uh, Adam Engel. Well, he's, he's a guy that you have to have, Nick. He's just one of those you know, brick-and-mortar type of guys. He's never going to be a superstar in this league. He's never going to be you know, leading in any kind of offensive categories. But you have to have guys that you can rely on to come in and fill a role and play defense. He, I mean, he's a gold-glove caliber outfielder let's be honest right nick and uh he's great option to have out there and and when you have him come in for robert you're not missing anything in terms of uh, of defense obviously you lose a lot in terms of offensive ability but it's not like he is you know uh, an achilles heel for us in the lineup he can still do some damage we saw it today he's still he, he can be a good hitter and he's proven that and and you and i have talked about it a lot nick is like when we're talking about what are we going to do with, with right field all year after year after year. And we, we've always brought up angle. Why not 
see what Angle can do. Why don't we see what Angle can do? Maybe he's just not your regular everyday outfielder, but you have to have guys like that. Guys that can come in and and regardless of his uh, base running gaff a couple games ago uh, with the triple play, normally a very good base runner. He's going to steal bases for you. So if you get a guy, if he gets on in late innings and you need a stolen base, he can steal a base for you. That's that's valuable stuff, Nick. Yeah, uh, it's a, always just been a shame he hasn't been a left-handed bat. I, th- yep. I think that's why he doesn't get the look from our organization. But good to have him swinging well. And uh, yeah, hopefully he can continue to stay healthy because I think we're going to need him. Uh, Dylan Cease seems healthy. He set a record on Sunday, but is still not an all-star. Uh, more on that in a moment. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including all, uh, of course, Major League Baseball. Uh, BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information, including live betting, e-sports, and scores. And BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events, including MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline, where the game starts. Dylan Cease uh, was just magnificent on Sunday. Uh, What a way to end uh, I guess the first half, even though it's technically not completely in the middle, uh, but we kind of gauge it as the first half. Uh, seven innings, one hit, zero earned runs, a couple of walks, eight strikeouts. Uh, his ERA sits at 2.15. He threw 94 pitches. Uh, Cease, the fastest pitcher in White Sox history to 500 career strikeouts, surpassing Chris Sale. I mean, shocked that, uh, with what he's been doing, Pat, or did you anticipate this? Well, Nick, I, uh, there was a lot of hype and a lot of talk, you know, before the season started, we talked about, you know, him changing representation and how it was a prove it year. And he's going to be, he's really kind of betting on himself and he's going to make himself a lot of money if he continues to pitch like this. And my goodness gracious, what a, what a great first half for Dylan Cease. We knew he had the talent, but we talk, we, we've heard a lot uh, recently on broadcast, both on radio and on TV, that he's in command of everything right now. He's in command. His presence, his mound presence is off the charts right now. He looks so confident out there, and, it, and nothing really rattles him. It just doesn't seem like he gets rattled. It seemed like in years past, Nick, it, he could get rattled very easily. You get to that you know, second time or especially the third time through a lineup, it's he's he became very predictable and and he got rattled and he's thrown 100 pitches in four and a third right now look at him he goes today uh, what did we say seven innings and in seven yeah. and a third today 95 Just, pitches yeah. i was listening in the uh, in the car on the radio today and i kept thinking well how long are they gonna let him go i know his pitch count is low but at that one point he had sitting on the bench a long time what was the use in bringing him back out I was glad to see him come back out and pin, continue to pitch. And he just was dominant today and, and dominant in a way of efficiency. And I think the twins had a game plan of let's go. I'm going to, we're going to go up there and attack because we can't wait. If we get to two strikes we got no chance. So 
we're going to swing early in counts and hope that we can get to the guy. And it, it ultimately did not work for them very well, but it led to, to Dylan being very efficient today. Yeah, Dylan's uh, season, his last 10 starts, 5-2, and two, uh, 58 innings, three earned runs, and his ERA is .47. Not an all-star, huh? Not, not worthy to head out to Los Angeles. Um, there have been folks that are saying, no, I am not going to be going to Los Angeles. I, I can't make it for a variety of different reasons. And Dylan Cease's name has not been mentioned. We know that Liam Hendricks is going, and congrats to Liam Hendricks. Uh, but Dylan Cease still not named, as we record right now, uh, not named to the AL All-Star team. And uh, it just, I mean, to me, it just shows you what kind of ridiculous, you know, voting process it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, maybe he's going to use this as a chip uh, heading into the second half of the season. Uh, but I, I'm kind of okay that he's not going to go to LA, you know, let, let that yeah. be motivation. Yeah. And he's not pitching anyway, obviously, because he pitched today. So if he went out there to be for his experience to get in, in the American league dugout to spend time with other all-stars, people that are, you know, the, the top of the game and experience all the pomp and circumstance that is an all-star weekend or all-star week, whatever you want to call it. And and that's fine. That would have been a great experience for a, a young guy to, to do that. And, and experience that, but ultimately it would have been, you know, walk out to the, the, the foul line, tip your cap to the crowd, uh, show off your mustache. And, and that would have been about <laughs> it. Right. Yeah. So yes. He, did he get snubbed a hundred percent? Yes. He got snubbed. He wasn't going to pitch anyway. And I'm glad he's not because you, we, as white Sox fans, we hold our breath with every game anyway, praying that nobody gets hurt. So uh, a, a game that doesn't count for anything, there's no reason to have him go out there and, and expose himself to injury. So Get the rest, you know, enjoy the the weekend away or the whatever we want to call it, a couple of days away from from the game and play some frolf. I know he likes to do some frisbee mm-hmm. golf. He do sure that. Does. Yeah. And uh and, and enjoy your time. But you know, there are the other all-star games and and there's bigger fish to fry in terms of this season, Nick. Yeah, I, I think there are man, there's gonna be, I think, a lot of all-star appearances perhaps in his future. Once he gets on people's radar, maybe a little bit more, uh and 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 performs in the big stage. I, I don't know what it is, you know, he, sure he deserves it. And it, it's a shame it won't go on his, you know, resume and, and all that good stuff. I think there are bigger things to come, but, you know, use it as motivation. Fine. Okay. You know, you got snubbed, um, have that, have that chip on your shoulder, uh, throughout the second half. It sure seemed like he was pitching angry, uh, on Sunday, uh, which is great. Uh, great for us. And, and his stuff continues to be unbelievable and, and unhittable at times. It's just, uh, it's a, it's a joy to watch him. Uh, Pat, my friend, uh, it is a joy to talk White Sox with you. I really appreciate you uh, coming on to Lockdown White Sox. Nick, you know how to get a hold of me anytime. I'd love to, uh, <laughs> to jump on your great show and, and talk White Sox baseball with you, my friend. Pat Hester is uh, my co-host on the weekly Chicago White Sox podcast, Good Guys uh, Talk Back. You can find him on Twitter at PatHester21. Thank you so much, sir. Cheers, my friend. Folks, thank you so much for making this podcast part of your daily routine. You can find the Lockdown White Sox podcast absolutely everywhere you find your podcasts. We are on Twitter and Instagram at Lockdown Sox. You can find me on Twitter at Nick underscore GGTB. 
Thanks for making Lockdown White Sox your first listen. Now make your second listen, Lockdown MLB Prospects. Host Lindsey Crosby is a prospect encyclopedia, and he's going deep on the MLB stars of tomorrow. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. Coming up on the next episode, I'll recap what the White Sox have done in the draft so far and take a closer look at the first half of the season. Really appreciate you making time for the Lockdown White Sox podcast. I'm Nick Murawski. Until next time, go Sox.